0: Cheryl Reeve is in Australia with Team USA. She'll be joining us soon for the Cheryl Reeve Show. But today, I did ask Howard Megdahl of uh, the Nine Newsletter of the Next Hoops, uh, entrepreneur, uh, editor, writer, boss. I did ask Howard if he would fill in for Cheryl.
1: I am delighted, Jim, and I appreciate the invitation. You know, to be the general manager and head coach in the Minnesota Lames is something that I take very seriously. There's obviously a lot of work to do, but uh, replacing a legend like Sylvia Fowles is never easy. Uh, and I, I'm just eager to get to work to figure out how to how to turn this team into the perennial winner that Minnesota has come to expect. So thank you for that invitation. Well, this
0: is awkward, Howard, Uh I, I don't think I, you know, I mean, I'm a very, very powerful individual. I don't mm-hmm. think I have the, uh, I don't think I have the bandwidth or the power to make you the general manager and coach of the Minnesota Links. So how about for today? What's that? Now? Just fill in, hmm. How about you just fill in for Cheryl on the podcast for about 20 minutes? Uh, okay.
1: uh, listen, I mean, it looked,
0: I, <laughs> it's not you know, what it's, I was it's,
1: expecting. Yeah. It's just
0: as it's just as big a deal. It's just as important. It's just as challenging. But it'll take you less time.
1: And the truth of the matter is, as a longtime listener uh, and a big fan of the show, uh, I am honored to do that as well. So, yes, I'm happy, happy to call an audible here and do that. Sure.
0: Good deal. Uh, of course, how check out Howard on Twitter. Uh, check out all the good work he does and has done. Uh, but let's you know, I thought you'd be a great guest this week while Cheryl's uh you know, dealing with Team USA stuff, to talk about the WNBA Finals, the growth of the league, the growth of women's sports, all kinds of different stuff. And at the end, we'll have you plug all the different things you're involved in. Let me let me start here. We're talking on Wednesday morning after Las Vegas has taken a 2-0 lead in the WNBA Finals. I know Chelsea Gray has been good for a long time. Was she always this great? Did I miss something? Or has, has something changed about her game or her career?
1: No, it, you have not missed something and this is no slight of what Chelsea Gray has been coming into this season which is a four-time all-star, but nobody in my history of covering basketball, uh, I would argue perhaps in the history of basketball has had the kind of finals and in fact playoff run that Chelsea Gray has had. Chelsea Gray came into the WNBA finals essentially a hair's breadth from a 60-60-90 playoff campaign. And the Sun have slowed her down a little bit, a little bit, but she has still been a dominant force. And the fact of the matter is, I I just don't think we've seen very many uh, postseason runs like this in any sport that I can remember. And that has just continued to pace, even against uh, one of the league's best defensive teams in the Connecticut Sun.
0: One of my favorite things about high-level basketball uh, male, female, whatever, is the degree of difficulty required to beat a really good defensive team. And, yeah. you know, that's and Chelsea Gray is making as as many hard shots as anybody I've ever watched.
1: Mm-hmm. It is just what she loves to do. She lives for dating those opportunities. Now, these shots are harder for other people than they are for her for a couple of reasons. One is just that she is just such a load. She is so big and strong at 5'11", and she's worked on getting stronger year after year after year. So when she gets downhill, it's just the end. Uh, But the flip side of it is she is shooting 52% from three in this postseason on more than six attempts per game. So there is no uh, backing off of her without inviting her to hit shots that are better than a break-even proposition of three points. I mean, it's just, there's there's nothing you can do about that. I I wrote in my preview over at 538 that if Chelsea Gray continued to play like she had been playing, regardless of the rest of it, the Sun were probably going to struggle to keep up. And quite frankly, that has been what's happened so far.
0: Uh, no doubt about it. I want to ask more about the uh, the Vegas franchise in general. Becky Hammond, I do want to remind you this is the Cheryl Reeve Show. This is part of TalkNorth.com. You know all the great shows we have, including the, a really good edition of the John Krasinski show this week. Uh, we had on our guest Chris Hine, uh, my colleague from the Star Tribune, to talk about Anthony Edwards and the Timberwolves. I highly recommend that show. You know the rest of the deal. John Millay, Jeff Diamond, Cheryl Reeve, Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal and baseball, et cetera, et cetera. Check out TalkNorth.com. We do recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app to listen to whichever show you like, including this one. It's free. It's easy. Follow us on Twitter at talknorthpod. Uh, and also, thank you to our sponsors, Livia, Rudy Luther Toyota, My Realtor Cara Quinn, SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com, All Energy Solar, and TSR Injury Law. So what does it mean for Vegas, for the league, for women's sports that, uh, that in that city, you know, that, the showiest of cities, Becky Hammond arrives and looks like she's going to win a title with a spectacularly entertaining team?
1: It's a huge thing for Las Vegas and for the league as a whole. It is nothing less than a demonstration of proof of concept over the past few years that you can come into a new market and you can build a fan base that turns out in large numbers uh, for a league that is actively looking at expansion by what is likely by the end of 2022. It provides a roadmap for not only the Way in which they can go forward, but the way in which ownership needs to be bought in and make sure that it is fully invested.
0: Yeah, it's great stuff. I, and I have people I know in the Vegas area who are kind of catching on now. They're going, Oh wow, this team's you know, because the success brings people, makes people curious. Mm-hmm. And then when curious people watch, they go, Holy crap, you know, I mean, why <laughs> wouldn't you watch Aja Wilson? Why wouldn't you watch Kelsey Plum? Why wouldn't you watch Chelsea Gray? And you know, who would. I mean, and Becky Hammond, is as a coach is entertaining, as we saw last night.
1: Asia Wilson alone, and we should really talk about Asia because yeah. Chelsea Gray is obviously putting up otherworldly performances. But Asia Wilson, who just won the MVP, has been dramatically better in the postseason against the best competition than she was even in the regular season. This is somebody who, and and this is worth further thought. Uh, it has been clear to me for some time that Brianna Stewart is on a career track to have a conversation about whether she is the best player in WNBA history. By the by the time this is all said and done, Asia Wilson here at age 26 with that second MVP now about to potentially, and I say potentially because you cannot cut out cut, count out this Connecticut Sun team. You just can't. Uh, but potentially on track to win her first title here at 26 she is starting to put up a resume that's going to be in that conversation and that is part of the way in which she is thinking about her legacy writ large as well
0: yeah and covering those two in tokyo and and, and other uh, olympics i really felt like Griner was the best player in the world that i saw at the olympics and that asia mm-hmm. was just a tick behind her simply because britney i mean i'm sorry simply, simply because um uh, brianna right shoots the three better. But I mean, other Mm -hmm. than that, I mean, that's about the only difference.
1: Brianna Stewart shooting the three better. There's uh, some differences in terms of how much they distribute uh, the ball, but Asia Wilson is passing a little bit more. Um, Obviously the major difference is Brianna Stewart will be a free agent uh, this coming off Hmm. season in a way that Asia Wilson will not. And that is going to help drive the conversation around the WNBA between now and when they tip off at the start of the 2023 season.
0: So we'll come back to the WNBA finals. You just brought up free agency. Uh, you know, I, I am fascinated by what Cheryl Reeve and the Lynx are going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, you know, I, just because I do a podcast with Cheryl doesn't mean she uh, she gives me her <laughs> secrets, um, and I don't haven't really figured out what she's going to do. But last time she went big on free agency, it was uh, Ariel Powers, it was McBride, it was a Chanwa uh, Powers. You know, had trouble staying healthy the first year, was not efficient offensively this year. McBride, I think, is a really nice complementary player, is, Does brings a lot to the table, but she didn't shoot particularly well this year. Achanwa was pretty much banged up her entire first two years. Uh, what do you see, Cheryl, going in heavy on free agency this year? And if so, what could be accomplished in free agency?
1: Well, I don't think it's a binary question, right? Of You know, do you go big on free agency or not? Uh, fit is going to matter A great deal. I think Cheryl is very conscious of the way in which you need to rebuild a culture without Sylvia Fowles there, which is no small thing. You know, leaving aside the production, leaving aside the fact that, in my view, Sylvia Fowles is the best five in the history of the league who was playing at that level right through the end of her career. You have that voice in the locker room, and that's going to matter a great deal. But you know, go big or not isn't necessarily going to be answered. It's You know, is Brianna Stewart somebody who's going to take a meeting and be willing to consider coming to Minnesota? If so, Brianna Stewart is somebody who changes the course of any franchise's trajectory. Uh, This is a team that figured out some things at point guard by the end of the season. And Mariah Jefferson uh, and seeing her emergence, I think, was very significant at the same time. Courtney Vandersloot's going to be a free agent. Is Courtney Vandersloot someone you want to bet on? Uh, it'll probably take a max salary over the next four years to get it done, or whatever contract she cares to write. Well, Courtney Vandersloot's also in her mid-30s now. And signing a player who is a little later on, who has a lot of uh, wear and tear on the tires, uh, ends up sometimes in scenarios like what has happened in Connecticut, where they signed DeWanna Bonner, who is a terrific player, But uh, is not a max player at this point in her career, and yet is going to be on the books as a max salary next year. And that boxes them out from other things like re-signing Breonna Jones. So these are the things that have to be weighed. And I just think there's a lot of gray area in the way in which she does it. uh, But (laughs) Lord knows she is thinking about these things day and night.
0: Uh, no doubt about it, and, and the Brianna Stewart thing is is fascinating because I think most of the national speculation I've seen, at least, has been: does she stay in Seattle or does she go to New York? Do you do you mm-hmm. see her coming to Minnesota as a reasonable possibility? I think it is
1: unlikely she returns to Seattle. I think New York can make as strong an argument as any team I can imagine. This is an opportunity to have somebody come in and play alongside Sabrina Ionescu as Sabrina enters her prime. Sabrina was, uh, to my mind, an all-WNBA talent this year, and now you can pair her seamlessly with Sabrina. Uh, She is surrounded by shooters as well, and so it makes a great deal of sense. Are there other ways that Minnesota can make her both comfortable and put her in a position to win long term? Absolutely. Is Brianna Stewart next to Nafisa Collier a good fit? It sure is. We know that from college. I I, I just think it's going to be interesting to see how wide a net Brianna Stewart casts, and it really is going to be driven by her. There is not a team in this league that would not do anything and everything in order to make sure that Brianna Stewart was on their team, nor should any team fail to pull out all the stops.
0: And as far as point guard too, Mariah Jefferson was really interesting this year. She uh, shot the three extremely well. She can run a team. She's tough. Um, She also she faded a bit down the stretch. That might have been injury related. Uh, I think she was Mm -hmm. having some real knee problems. Do you really do you think she is a starting point guard for the Lynx next year, or a point guard for the Lynx?
1: If Mariah Jefferson is healthy, she is a starting point guard for the Lynch or anyone else in this league. Let's not forget that Mariah Jefferson was the second overall pick back in 2016 and in many years would have been. She happened to be in the same draft as her teammate, uh, Brianna Stewart, who went uh, first overall, obviously. Uh, But Mariah Jefferson healthy is an opportunity to have one of the better point guards in this league. Your point, and it is a very good one, is that given her injury history, for Cheryl to figure out something that allows her to, let's say, play 20 to 25 minutes a game, and you have somebody who is a logical understudy, is a way to go about doing that. You find yourself a second point guard. You know, you know, There is a scenario in which Courtney VanderSloot and Mariah Jefferson operate on the same team, both of them are incredibly good off the ball. Mariah shoots the ball extremely well. So does Courtney VanderSloot. So there's a lot of different ways to get from here to there that involve Mariah Jefferson. But you cannot dismiss her abilities to distribute, her ability to shoot the ball, and her abilities to get to the rim.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, when she was healthy, she was really dynamic last year. And that, Well, let's talk more about the point guard. We want to thank uh, all the sponsors of the Cheryl Reeve Show, starting with Livia.
2: Yeah, Livia. I'm excited about Livia. I, I, I met with uh, some, some Livia staff recently. We did a promo shoot, you know, some video, and I kind of talked about my journey with Livia. Uh, but in that meeting, we talked about uh, some new product that, uh, that they would like some of their clients to uh, participate in trying out. So I'm super excited about that. They asked me to be a part of that. And, and uh, you know, I actually enjoy you – know, a lot of times you do these things and you're like, ah, I don't like the food or I don't like this or that. Um, that's actually one of the better parts when I, when I kind of sought out, uh, some advice about Libya, whether that was something I wanted to partner, they wanted I wanted to partner with them. I talked to some people and I said, look, I need to know about the food. <laughs> I like to eat. Um, and I was really fascinated by, by the program and the, uh, not only the taste, uh, of, of the, of the food, but the diversity of the products. Uh, there's, it was really, really interesting that, you know, it's not about not eating, that's my biggest thing. I like to eat and, and just learning how to, to eat better. Uh, so I'm excited to maybe expand their their product line and be a part of that.
0: Good stuff. Uh, thanks also to Glory Ramsey of Successful Marketing Group. Uh, Successful Marketing Group has created and manages all the social media for the Cheryl Reeve Show. If you're looking for social media for your business, I would highly recommend you contact her at glory at successfulmarketinggroup.com. Thanks as always to Glory for all the work she puts in.
2: Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today.
0: Speaking of all energy solar, AllEnergySolar.com, do high utility bells have you seen red? See green instead with solar power and net metering. With net metering, extra energy generated by your solar panels is sent back to the energy grid in exchange for credit on your electricity bill. Those credits pay for your energy use on days when solar production is low or your electricity use is high. Uh, Check out All Energy Solar for saving money on gas, uh, for saving money in utility bills, for increasing the resale value of your house, uh, for paying off in the long term, uh, no matter what you do. And they're great. These are great for business, too. So go to allenergysolar.com and check out all the ways that all energy solar, solar energy can help you. Also, want to tell you about Cara Quinn. And I know we have ads about her new company, Sete Colli, uh, S-E-T-T-E-C-O-L-L-I. It's a cool Italian term. Uh, it's it's Cara, Cara's new business. But I'm, I'm just going to take a break from our normal uh, messaging about Cara. Just tell you, hey. Uh, Kara sold our house. She did it quickly. She did it efficiently. Uh, you know, it sold really quickly after we put on the market, even though the market is not quite as crazy as it was just a few months ago. We sold and, and she just solved so many problems. She's always available. Uh, she's always texting, calling, checking in. Uh, you know, she's always reachable. Sometimes I feel guilty because we're reaching out to her at odd times. She's always responsive always friendly, uh, always just easy to work with. She made selling our house just, it's the easiest thing we've ever done because of her. So check out Cara, check out her new company, Sete again, S-E-T-T-E-C-O-L-L-I. I think watching Cheryl uh, coach point guards after Lindsey Whalen has been, Fascinating and often frustrating for her, but fascinating. She's had a number of players you could say are good players. Uh, I don't think Daniel Robinson ran the team the way she wanted to. Uh, I, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I mean, she found Jefferson midseason. She started off with I mean, she's she's probably had about six different starting point guards since whale four to six, somewhere in there. And yeah. and she has not really been able to land on somebody who could do what she wanted and stay healthy.
1: It is not an easy thing to find in this league, period. There is a reason why Lindsay Whalen was just inducted into the Hall of Fame. I mean, that was never going to be an easy problem to solve. Uh, Good point guard play, consistent point guard play, strong decisions, limiting turnovers. These are all things that are in incredibly high demand. It's why, despite her multiple injuries, a certain Minnesota product, Named Paige Beckers is going to be highly in demand and quite likely a number one or number two pick when she eventually uh, enters the WNBA draft. And I only say one or two because there happens to be another playmaker in her class named Caitlin Clark who will be in similarly high demand. But finding that solution is not going to be easy. And the fact of, on top of it that Cheryl's had to navigate Players with injuries as well has just complicated it further.
0: Yeah, and and Clarendon uh, was a nice fit here in a lot of ways. Toughness, defense, ability to run a team, make clutch shots, organize an offense. Clarendon might have been the answer had Clarendon been able to stay healthy.
1: Let's not forget, Leisha was an all-star as well. Uh, They faced a couple of issues, one being uh, an uh, an issue of health, obviously, last year, where there was a disagreement over whether she'd be able to handle the rigors uh, of a WNBA season. Uh, And then in terms of what they have as a limit, shooting the ball from the perimeter is uh, a frequent issue. Uh, And, um, you know, in terms of what laser Clarendon can be in a lead that seemingly and increasingly requires all five players to be able to shoot the ball from the perimeter as well. uh, That, I guess, is an open question as well.
0: Right. Uh, I guess my favorite moment of the uh, WNBA finals so far is the fact that when Kelsey Plum was asked after the game, On Tuesday night, uh, how she got out of her slump, she said, Well, Asia cussed me out.
1: I mean, this is a team that clearly likes each other. You want to talk about a team that doesn't have questions during the upcoming free agency period during the WNBA offseason? Vegas went in and signed their core to multi year contracts. They have everyone locked down from Plum to Asia Wilson to Diarrhit Hamby to Jackie Young. And so now they just have to fit it in around the edges. But Natalie Williams, who's in her first year as GM, has just done an exceptional job over there. Uh, the truth of the matter was Plum's, uh, Plum's slump lasting as long as it did was the shocking part. I've seen Kelsey mm-hmm. as a shooter, as a player, dating back to her University of Washington days. And it was to the point that you just wonder, Jesus, there's something wrong physically. Because she is such a fundamentally sound shooter, but I guess the answer is even Kelsey Plum is human.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, by the way, you brought up expansion and the fact that Vegas is having success now. Uh, what? Where do you think expansion is headed? Uh, I know somebody asked me recently where I thought they should expand. I said uh, Bay Area and Toronto would be, you know, the ones that jump out at me. But you're closer to all this stuff than me. What do you think? These
1: are great markets. I, again, and I cannot stress this enough, think who the ownership is matters so much more than where the city is. I think Uh. there's a deep hunger for the WNBA across this country and 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 frankly, in uh, Canada as well. It simply needs to be an owner that's willing to come in to understand that this is a long term proposition to invest. So and, you know, Cheryl talks about on the show all the time. It's not dollar in, dollar out that you are putting up the money that you see in men's sports, and not out of the goodness of your heart, but because the long-term benefits there are so huge, it's growth like you've never seen, growth that you don't see in men's sports anymore. Men's sports, as the comparison I always make, is a developed economy. Women's sports is a developing economy. And so you see these exponential growth numbers. Uh, It it is a no-brainer. To be able to do that. But the WNBA needs to look closely. And if I'm Kathy Andelbert, the number one thing I want to know is how much are you prepared to invest over the next five, 10, 20 years? Because that will tell us even more so than whether it's Toronto or the Bay Area. I think the Bay Area, uh, by the way, in part because it has two excellent potential ownership groups, uh, is a no-brainer to be doing this as well. But if they're going to Philly, I think Philly could be great. Is it the owners of the 76ers? Well, they've invested in just about every league under the sun. If they were looking to invest in the WNBA, I think we'd have heard about it by now. Uh, Is Philadelphia going to have the money behind it and a place to play? You could go back to Charlotte. I happen to believe the Charlotte Sting were essentially unfairly excised from the sports world because their owner just gave up on them. And we see Charlotte and the NBA side has continued to fight like hell to get to a point where they frequently lose and are 28th to 30th in attendance every year. But nobody ever talks about that as a problematic men's sports city. It's just, oh, women's basketball didn't work there for precisely the same reasons. You need the right ownership group, you need the investment plan over time.
0: No doubt about it, well said. Um, Katie Smith, uh, one of the reasons Cheryl brought her up, well, she brought her back because she's a good coach and because mm-hmm. she trusts her, but also she thinks that uh, Katie Smith deserves another chance to be a head coach. Uh, do you see anything on the horizon for her?
1: There should be an opportunity for Katie Smith. I had the privilege of covering Katie here in New York, both as an assistant, as a head coach. She knows so damn much about this. She is a WNBA legend who thinks about the game all the time. There are openings in Indiana and in Los Angeles right now. I think you also have to be careful about which opening you choose. Uh, and things did not go well in New York. I have long said that she was put in charge of a team that was left by the side of the road by Jim Dolan and asked to play in what was not good enough to be a high school gym in the Westchester County Center. And that is not hyperbole. Uh, Section one playoffs were moved from the Westchester County Center during the time that the New York Liberty were playing there because it was deemed unsuitable for high school athletics. So again, again, Nobody was succeeding under those circumstances. But if you go to a second place and there's more struggles, it could be hard to get that third job. So Katie's got to look long and hard and will, I am sure, uh, at what jobs are available. To me, Indiana is a plum job. Indiana just had five rookies, complete some really promising first years. Indiana is in the lottery and has a very significant chance at winning what a is quite clearly the Aaliyah Boston sweepstakes heading into uh, next uh, WNBA draft. And they have Lynn Dunn at the helm as general manager, who just completed the first year of what she said is at least a three-year plan. And Lynn Dunn understands this lead like very few people I've ever met. Uh, so the Indiana job, to me, is where it's at.
0: Good stuff there. All right. Two more segments here. Uh, I want you to tell me about, I mean, you're always involved in so many things. So I'll let you plug whatever it is you feel like plugging today out of all the, your many endeavors. And then I'm going to hit you with a final thought question here. So uh, tell me what you're up to these days or or just plug plug the great uh, organizations you're already running. I. I love the people who listen to this show because they understand and appreciate the
1: value not just of women's sports, but of coverage of women's sports. Uh, You know, quite frankly, Cheryl is somebody who gets it, who gets the connections between these things, who gets the understanding and the need in order to have independent coverage as well, not just fawning coverage, but truly independent coverage. And I I say that because I want everyone to understand why the next matters and why the nine matters. The next women's basketball newsroom, which you can find at thenextoops.com, has a beat reporter on each of the 12 WNBA teams, a beat reporter on each of the power six conferences in women's college basketball, along with numerous others, mid-majors as well. We have a Euroleague correspondent. We have a USA basketball correspondent and we do this because it is important that the depth and breadth of coverage reflects women's basketball as a whole in the same way that men's basketball coverage is taken for granted. So the biggest thing you can do is go to the thenexthoops.com, subscribe for $9 a month or $72 a year. What you're getting for that is you are supporting a pipeline of young writers, editors, and photographers who are doing this work, who care about it the way you do, the way we all must do, and quite frankly, who look like the journalism industry ought to look. We are majority non-men. We have a significant plurality of non-men of color. This is part and parcel of the twin missions, which is covering women's basketball 24-7, 365, and changing the face of who are the people who are doing it. And then the nine newsletter, which you can get to at T-H-E-I-X sports.com, has the same mission across six different women's sports. We are ending the silo between women's sports. You'll see women's soccer covered somewhere. You'll see women's tennis covered somewhere, but you won't see it put together the way the sports media infrastructure does on the men's side so that Mike Trout and Steph Curry and Pat Mahomes are all in the same show. Well, this is what we're doing for women's sports. We have Annie Peterson on women's soccer. We have Joey Dillon on women's tennis. I cover women's basketball. We have um, Addie Parker on women's golf, Elena Demestias covering women's hockey, and the great Leela Moore covering women's gymnastics. It's in your inbox every day. It's our work. It is linked to the work being done everywhere. So that let's say a particular publication is not regularly promoting women's sports. Well, those of us who care about women's sports are seeing those links, clicking on it, and a rising tide lifting all boats. We break news there. We have analysis. We have interviews with newsmakers. T-H-E-I-X sports.com. That one's $6 a month, $60 a year. It is the infrastructure that if we build and we don't need Everyone. We don't need to build to a million people, but if we get enough people who understand why this matters, we can hire everyone full time, and this is the work we will do. It will be women's sports first, only, and always.
0: Beautiful. And Cheryl quoted you the other day when we were talking about TV deals, and I said, "A <clears throat> good thing for the league that." Uh, you know, games are going to be on ABC. And she said, well, it's like Howard said, it's good for ABC that the games are going to be on ABC.
1: Damn right. I mean, the idea that women's sports are being done a favor by ABC, we just saw those ratings go up again. I saw a lot of doom and gloom. saying, Oh, my God, the WNBA is going up against week one of the NFL because, again, we've got this tired paradigm, this idea that there's a certain amount of sports fans. It's the ones who are already there. They're men's sports fans fans, that's a given. And then there's some subset of that group in the Venn diagram who might care about women's sports, but only if men's sports doesn't take precedent as it always will. And of course that is nonsense, First of all, you got multiple screen folks, but you also have a group, a significant group of that Venn diagram who care about the WNBA, who don't care at all about the NFL. And there's nothing wrong with that. You care about what you care about, but those people are never serviced by a lot of what stands for legacy media and have not been given the opportunity to go watch on ABC. Well, they just watched, and we just saw a jump from 456,000 people watching game one of the WNBA finals last year to 555,000 watching this year. So the disaster was, in fact, averted. And ABC should write a thank you note to Kathy Andelberg.
0: Beautiful. Hey, great stuff as always, Howard. Give me a final thought on anything in the women's sports world do you like? The final thought I would give you from anything in the women's
1: sports world is that the advocates who are on the men's side in the NBA need to get together and step up and step forward to make noise about Robert Sarver. The idea that we learned what we learned about Robert Sarver, quite frankly, first from Baxter Holmes of ESPN last November. And Baxter Holmes was uh, slandered by the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury organization on Twitter at the time. And lo and behold, it turns out that Baxter Holmes's reporting was correct and, if anything, understated what Robert Sarver had done in that community. While he was suspended for a year, And that means in a year, Robert Sarver is going to be the owner, once again, of the Phoenix Mercury, an acknowledged racist and sexist in charge of a WNBA team, a lead that is majority black women. Uh, Chris Paul won an award for being an advocate on behalf of the WNBA. Chris Paul happens to play for the Phoenix Suns. It's time to hear from Chris Paul. Joe Sy has talked about stepping up for WNBA players in the workplace, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets and New York Liberty. It's time for Joe Psy to step up. It is time for people to step forward and do something about
0: this. Fantastic, Howard. I love everything you said. I appreciate you joining us. I appreciate you uh, being willing to, uh, while not getting to replace Cheryl as the general manager of the Links, uh, getting to sub for her on, the, on her show. I know she appreciates it as well. So, uh, hey, let's do it again soon. And once again, all my thanks.
1: Let's be clear. Cheryl should be the general manager. This is more in my wheelhouse anyway.
0: I, well, you know, I didn't want to say it, but I'm <laughs> glad you did.